I want to welcome all of you to our podcast, From My Kitchen Table, which is both inspired and created by our successful and award-winning Women Create magazines. For those of you who do not know me, I am Jo Packham, a small-town homegrown girl who had no big dreams of being the creator and editor-in-chief of your magazines, Where and What Women Create, among which we have profiled over 745 women from around the world in over 265 books and magazines. I am so thankful that you are here joining us today. Our podcast, which is for and all about you, will be coming to you weekly. So please listen on your platform of choice. The guests we have are visionaries who consist of artists, designers, foodies, and entrepreneurs each taking us through the ups and the downs of living a creative life. I will be introducing you to those in our industry, some well-known and some you have never met. These women have crafted amazing works of imagination, transformed cooking and baking into an art form, built successful businesses, inspired entire communities, and each has a story to tell of perseverance and triumph that will help each of us on our own personal journey. So welcome to From My Kitchen Table. This is the place to come together, to learn, and to share the passion, the process, the inspiration, the wisdom, and the journeys of living a creative life. I would like to introduce all of you today to someone who has become very special to uh, Women Create and the magazines that we produce. I have been in this industry for 44 years and I have worked with dozens and dozens of photographers and some of them have been great and some of them um, have only lasted for one photo shoot, but I still have a really good sense of good photography and working with the best people in the industry. And that's why our guest is here today. Her name is Jen Backus and she has Jen Backus Photography. And I met Jen through kind of an unusual happenstance. And I have to say in all sincerity that she is one of the best, if not the best photographer I have worked with in all the years. So I want you to know her. I want you to understand her. And I think it will help you appreciate the beautiful work that she's doing for these magazines and the women that we feature. So let me read you her bio. And like I say in every podcast, I read it because it's important to me that it be accurate and um, my memory isn't what it used to be. So here we go. Jen is a full-time freelance photographer residing in the Seacoast area of New Hampshire. Her focus is food, products, small business, editorial, and lifestyle photography with a few weddings on the side. She grew up in New Hampshire and travels all over New England, capturing the essence of the small business and beautiful places that make up the Northeast. Not to mention, she gets to try lots of great cuisine and meet lots of cute animals. When she isn't working, she is usually outside on a trail run or walk, kayaking, camping, baking, gardening, or exploring new foodie spots. Her favorite parts about being a photographer is how each day can be totally different and she gets to meet so many like-minded and passionate people. Jen, welcome to From My Kitchen Table. It is such an honor to have you here. Thank you so much. That was an amazing intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> the one thing everyone can be rest assured is that I'm um, painfully honest. And sometimes <laughs> it gets me into a lot of trouble. So I meant every single word of it. I think you are amazing. You have made the pages of the magazines just come to life with color and um, composition. And so I, I have a million questions to ask you. <laughs> and there's lots of ways to um, do the podcast. One, I know our audience wants to know a little bit about you and how you got into photography and a few things like that. And then we'll just branch off from there if that works for you. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Appreciate all the kind words. <laughs> so I can kind of talk a little bit about where I got started and how I am here now. <laughs> so I, I grew up in New Hampshire, like my bio said, and I am kind of a diehard New Englander now. Um, I just really love everything about living here and even the winters I appreciate now. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so I kind of started, um, you know, when I was a kid, I was always drawing and painting and was really into art and I didn't really pick up the camera till later, but, uh, you know, we had classes, photography classes in high school and in the dark room and stuff. And I never really thought about it as a career until later on. And I thought maybe I would do graphic design or something along the artistic lines, but it was hard to know how to like make it into a career. Otherwise I had no idea what I was going to do. I was just like, well, let's try art and see what happens. <laughs> and my parents are really supportive of it, luckily. And let me go to art school. <laughs> and so I went to art school for a year up in um, Maine College of Art in Portland, Maine. And while I was there, I took all kinds of different basic art classes and tried a bunch of different things and did take photography. I spent a lot of hours in a dark room, which I'm really grateful for because I don't see a lot of dark rooms anymore. <laughs> and during that time, I kind of realized I really enjoyed the photography but there wasn't a clear pathway to career and, you know, paying off the student debt going there. So <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, that was, I'm happy that I had a little foresight for that because I ended up kind of looking around a little bit. I, a student in one of my classes had talked about a different photography school and kind of piqued my interest. And I ended up that night just going back to my dorm and researching and reading the website like every single page and I ended up just becoming super interested in that school and what they were doing because it was all business and photography and that was it and I was like perfect so I told my parents I was like hey I think I want to switch schools and um, made the jump and it was such a good decision um, I met so many different people and classes were all photography and business you know Monday through Friday nine to five it was just all how to create a business out of photography, which was amazing. And, you know, we learned how to build websites and market ourselves. And we had to, to graduate, we had to create a business plan, make a plan for what we were going to do to make that happen and who we were going to contact afterwards. So I thought it was a really great program to help jumpstart a business. And we even had classes on like taxes and how to even, you know, open up a, a business bank account and what that would look like. So it was really cool and met so many great creative people that I'm still in touch with. And uh, so I graduated in 2010 and kind of started my business then. So it's this will be my 12th year, I think, which is kind of crazy to think about. <laughs> and, I, okay. I don't know. It's just so I interrupt you just for a sec. One, yeah. you don't look old enough to have worked in a dark room. <laughs> so I have to ask is, was that just like an art form in those days? Because you didn't really need to work in the dark room, right? I right. Mean, that was kind of what digital was. Yeah. Yeah. Digital, you know, had been taking off before that, but okay. we were still learning both. And I really appreciate that because it was such a good like base point to jump off of. And I honestly had no idea how to work a digital camera until I went to photography school. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, like I had a point and shoot, but I didn't even know how to shoot in manual mode or anything. I didn't know what I was doing. So the photography school is really great for that because they started us at, you know, very base level. No matter how much you knew, we all started at the same point and um, kind of brought us up from there. But even in my one year of art school, we were only shooting film. So oh my gosh. it was kind of like a in-between time, I think, for the photography world, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so can we ask the name of the art school or the photography school? Yeah. So it was um, Hallmark Institute of Photography and it was in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. And it doesn't exist anymore, sadly. Oh, that but, is too bad. And was it yeah. a one year or two year program? It was one year. So uh, it was about 10 months long, I think. And my class was about 120 kids, maybe. And I say kids, but it was like all ages, um, people from all over the US and the world. Like we had students from Brazil and India and the yeah. age range was from like 18 to 40 maybe. So it was a really cool experience because of that as well. Oh my gosh, what a loss. That's too bad. I was gonna go I register. Know. You know, my dream has been to go to photography school. Oh, really? That's yeah. <laughs> something I've always wanted to do all the years of my life. When I first started doing books, um, mm -hmm. the publisher I was working for sent me to Meredith to Better Homes and Gardens, and I worked with their mm -hmm. photographers for a good solid year, not solidly, but on every photo shoot we had, I would fly back uh, to Des Moines 
and wow. work on their photo shoots. And it was so different, but then than it is in those days, because you will appreciate this. They actually had, they had enormous teams that would shoot those shoots and they would have runners. So the stylists <laughs> would get everything and they'd set it up. And one of the stylists would say, I really think we should have a yellow flower instead of a red flower. Mm -hmm. So one of the runners would run to the florist and get a yellow flower and then oh, yeah. <laughs> they'd bring it back. And then she'd say, oh, I don't like yellow. Maybe it should be purple. And it would take all day to do like oh six God. pictures, you know? And I always thought there's gotta be an easier way than this. And I always yeah. go to photography That's school. Funny. <laughs> so when you were majoring in photography school, did you instantly go to food? Were you instantly attracted to doing food photography and the beautiful? Because there is a huge difference for people who don't understand photography from shooting weddings to mm -hmm. shooting food to doing yeah. like craft spaces <laughs> like you're doing now. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a different skill set and you do right. all of them so well. I mean, but that's why people specialize, right? They specialize yeah, yeah. in weddings and food and and location photography, and you are so mm -hmm. good at all of them. Do you think it's part of your um, art background? Do you think it's, I mean, that has got to play a lot in it. Yeah, so I think um, a lot of it is that. And then um, the school I went to, what was great was that we had all these different classes that were different types of photography. So we had a wedding photography class. We had pet photography class where everyone brought their pets in for the day. Um, <laughs> we did like aerial photography. We got to fly in these little planes um, above Western Massachusetts and take photos from there. So it was a really great way to try out different types of photography. And I always gravitated towards the um, commercial studio, which was all product and still life. And every assignment we had, for some reason, I would always come back to food. And I think it was because you can really play with um, uh, color, composition, uh, texture, lighting, like there's so much you can do with it. And it was you know, all about creating a feeling and a space and um, just a sense of like what was happening in the space. Um, there's so much you can do with it. And I also was, and still am, very shy. <laughs> so I you know, really gravitated towards the, I don't have to talk to people. Um, so that was kind of what drew me in. And um, luckily we did have all these other like portrait studio classes and because now that's really helped me with all the editorial and business work that I do because I do work with people all the time <laughs> but after going to school and trying to find jobs I did break into the wedding photography world as a way to make money but also I don't know how long we want to go into this story but I just really it really brought me out of my comfort zone working on working weddings because you have to be assertive and you have to you know direct a little bit and it really got me out of my shell so it was a crazy oh thing but. yes weddings <laughs> will bring you out of your shell and push you right over the edge because yes. the, you know every kind of emotion in the world and the mother mm -hmm. of the bride and yep. all of those kinds of things I went on a I we were going to do weddings once and so um mm -hmm. in one of the magazines we were going to take the food I had a cooking magazine and we were going to take the do some of the food articles from the perspective of weddings because they have Ooh, such lovely menus yeah. and, things. and it was different mm -hmm. than every other food magazine was doing. We went on one shoot and um, I, I decided that wasn't a good idea. So <laughs> <laughs> was that, it a real wedding? <laughs> it was a real wedding and wow. I wanted it to be authentic and I mm -hmm. wanted kind of behind the scenes, but the emotions of weddings and I can't even imagine what the photographer goes through because <laughs> because the people that are in the wedding party don't understand the logistics of everything mm -hmm. right and then everybody's so emotional and you don't get any do-overs so you right. have to have the hard part perfect, right every <laughs> High time pressure, yeah yeah mm -hmm. so how long were you in wedding photography I'm still in it so I started it I think probably a year after I kind of started business. So I'd say like, it's, I've been doing it for 10 years maybe. Um, and I like back then I was trying to find jobs on Craigslist. So I'd go on Craigslist and search around and I just started assisting other wedding photographers while I was getting my food photography and editorial up and running. And 
um, it was just a bit easier to break into the wedding and portrait world because there were so many um, photographers that are looking for assistance and also you know, my friends and family would hire me for their portraits or family photos and stuff like that. So it was easier to break into that, but it, it was also scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is scary. That's a really good word for it. So that's interesting. So you went onto Craigslist to find different ways to um, find photo shoots. And then mm -hmm. is did one thing just lead to another or did you actively, did you ever actively write to magazines and apply for photo shoots? Yes. Yeah. I, um, the first thing I kind of did was look at other photographers in the area. I was reaching out to them for jobs or at least to go shadow them, ask them questions. And this was like food photographers specifically. I would reach out to them and be like, hey, can I come to your studio? Social media wasn't as big back then. Like we had Facebook, but this was like 2010, 11, where Instagram wasn't really gaining traction yet. It was almost there, but um people weren't posting about their businesses on Instagram as much back then. It was mostly personal stuff. So um, I was emailing people constantly and searching online. We had some different resource lists we could reach out to in school. And um, I was just searching around for all kinds of food photographers in New England. And so I got some responses back and most of them were negative, which was, I thought was pretty interesting <laughs> at the time. A lot of people were like, we don't want you at our studio. Like you're a competition. And I was like, I don't know anything, but okay. <laughs> um, and luckily I had an uncle who lived out in the Bay area, like San Francisco, Oakland. Um, and I was like, I knew there was amazing food photographers out there. So I just started reaching out to people out there and asked my uncle if I could come visit and meet people. And he said yes, which was great. And I flew out there for a month and just did a bunch of networking and um, everybody out there was like, yes, come to our studio. We'd love to have you. We're doing all these shoots. Um, or even if you just want to talk with us or get coffee, that'd be great. So I met, I don't know, probably 10 or 15 different photographers out there and eventually secured an internship, which was great. And they were doing food photography and products and they're still doing it out there, which is great. And <laughs> I am still in touch with them a little bit here and there, but they were the best. They really showed me how to run a business and I got to be on cookbook shoots and I got to, you know, be part of the back end with like editing and client work and just how you work alongside clients or stylists or ad agencies and stuff like that. So it was a really beautiful experience and just being out there too was amazing. Being on my own for the first time kind of and navigating it and being far away from New England and then I came back because I wanted to be with family and friends and um, I have a really amazing relationship relationships out here so I came back and I was like I'm gonna just start the business out here and see what happens and again I just just kept you know reaching out to different people that's when I started talking to magazines and asking them like what should I do here's my portfolio like do you have any advice if you don't want to use my work yet and a lot of them are really nice and they gave me advice about how I could make my portfolio better and, um, you know, what kind of work they were looking for. So it was really valuable. And I also did a bit of trade work um, when I was starting out. I reached out to small businesses that were starting out. And one of my first jobs, I got paid in cupcakes, which was <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> and that yeah. would be perfect for me. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so is that your most unusual payment is cupcakes? <laughs> I mean, because we hmm. trade all the time too, right? <laughs> I mean, trading yeah. is something that you do in every industry, I think. So mm -hmm. that you don't have to pay taxes. And if there's something you really want and, you know, it's a yeah. nice form of bartering. <laughs> so is that totally. unusual? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, maybe. What I, was your favorite? Was it your favorite? My favorite trade? Uh-huh. Or yeah, I've, I've traded for um, Airbnb stays, which has been really fun. So I can go like stay in cool places. Oh yeah. Um, I have a really great trade right now that I work with my local farmer. Um, Vernon Family Farm, they are awesome. And they um, kind of let me shop at their farm store after and they have incredible local products and food. So it's like, you know, groceries for me. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really great trade. <laughs> I'm very selective with my trades now, but. <laughs> I'm going to 
find something to trade. I was, I, was, have a um, trade. <laughs> I, I want our listeners to know I was looking at our list and I have Jen scheduled for several features in every issue just because your variety of the women that you feature and I can't say it too many times. I just think your images are stunning. So um, you. <laughs> can you think of like one of the most, and you, this is, I shouldn't put you on the spot like this, but <laughs> can you think of one of the most unusual situations that you've been placed in that you wondered if, you know, you were kind of sorry you took that job and did it anyway because of your mm. work ethic or has it all hmm. been pretty simple? I mean, there's been a few different things that maybe were out of my usual element. Like one of my past clients was a company that makes robot robotic arms and hands for conveyor belts. And that is like something I've never done. And it was really interesting. Like I actually enjoyed it because um, it was so different. And the people I was working with were engineers and um, just like talking with them. Cause I usually talk with a lot of creatives and artists. And um, so it's just a very different um, kind of environment to be in. So it's pretty fascinating. But that was very unusual. <laughs> that is very unusual. You're the first photographer yeah. I've ever spoken to that I think has done <laughs> that. So yes. So tell me when you're planning a photo shoot, when somebody calls you up and says, I want you to shoot this space or this place. Do you plan mm -hmm. an entire day? Do you plan more than two days? How do you decide just so that the photographers that are listening know how to kind of since they haven't been to the wonderful school that you went to, how you kind mm -hmm. of figure out your scheduling in the beginning. After a while, it's instinctual, but in the beginning, yeah. not so much. So mm -hmm. right. I think um, most probably err on the side of uh, too much time. So they don't have as many jobs booked in a day or a week as they could. Um, but so how do you do that? So I think, I mean, I'm still learning all the time too, but um, all my clients are so different that it can be hard still to kind of feel out how much time we need, but, um, we do go back and forth and I, you know, charge a day rate and a half day rate. So I ask them like, what, what are these photos for? Um, what are you hoping to get out of this shoot? What do you like specifics? I ask for a shot list, specific things they, they definitely want photographs of, um, and from there, we can kind of break it down and see like what might take the most time, or I can give them an idea of how much time I think it'll take. Um, and some shoots end up being like a couple hours. So you just never know, but um, it really does help to discuss beforehand what is expected and what is needed and where the images are going to end up. Is it for social media? Is it for website? Do they need like a full gallery to pull from every month to create like seasonal imagery to go with whatever they're promoting um stuff like that and if it's something that is more involved with recipes and needs like styling like that can be a longer day versus I just show up and shoot somebody making something and they have it all set up that can be a lot faster so everything is very different but yeah I think as long as you discuss it beforehand and keep the communication open and I do show clients a lot of the time, like past shoots I've done and how long it's taken um, or how many images they get, stuff like that to kind of, if it's a similar shoot or similar product, um, that's helpful for them as well. Okay, so I um, I know everything from the perspective of the magazine world, right? Mm -hmm. And so what we're always looking at or what, when we're going through uh, someone's portfolio, it is how it's going to look on the page. And what is really interesting to me and what I loved about you so much is that most of the photographers that we work with like to shoot full verticals, which mm -hmm. is great, but, um, and then they shoot horizontals and they always put the person right in the middle of the photograph, 
which mm. means that we can't use it as a double page spread because right. it goes right down the middle of her face. So mm -hmm. when you're shooting okay. and you're picking, do do those kinds of ideas go through your head? Like you have a great shot of a room and then, so do you shoot it vertically, horizontally, all different ways that you can, or are you prone to do certain, I think I know the answer to this from seeing your um, images in your portfolios, but the audience probably doesn't know. And I think uh, all of the people who don't particularly want to be professional photographers, but who want to look like professional photographers on their Instagram sites mm -hmm. could yeah. use some because they squares isn't everything you should be shooting, right? right. It's, it's mm -hmm. really hard in publishing when all we get is squares. So maybe mm -hmm. you could address that kind of what goes through your mind when you're looking at something that could be all three do you shoot all three a square a vertical a horizontal so from working with a lot of editorial now i am definitely more used to shooting all different things <laughs> but i do i try to ask beforehand like do you prefer vertical do you prefer horizontal do you want luckily with the squares you can usually cut those from a uh, vertical or horizontal depending on how you shoot it i also ask like do you need room for text or promotional space or whatever so i try to communicate beforehand if i can but i've worked with so many people now that just want all of it so i just try to shoot all of it if i can and if i have the time so it's really like becoming automatic when i shoot now i just shoot both and i do think about compositionally like where the subject is and just to me what looks like the best you know use of the space or the composition um i think i have a good eye for it and like where where your eye is being drawn to um so i do try to work with that and think about all the different uses because now you need something different for instagram for facebook for email for website everything is different which it's kind of frustrating sometimes but um <laughs> most shoots now i just shoot it all because usually everyone's using it for everything so i would like it to be the most universal it can be and um, i do try to shoot some images with a lot of space around it in case people need to crop it a certain way or you know whatever so i try to just shoot it all <laughs> okay so that brings up another issue that when when people are photographing for themselves this even becomes a problem because what happens is that when you shoot it all and you make sure you have everything you want, the back end of sorting through those photographs <laughs> is a mammoth undertaking, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, and as a magazine <laughs> publisher, we only want to see the best, which means mm -hmm. that sometimes, I mean, on a shoot, you can shoot two or 300 photographs easily. So you have to, a factor in your time on the back end when you're creating a you know how much you're going to charge a fee for mm -hmm. to do these shoots because if you don't photographers just don't realize that they're not instead of getting paid fifty dollars an hour they're getting paid ten dollars an hour because mm -hmm. they have to go through the back end <laughs> so do you go through the back end of all your photos before you deliver or do you let the client do that i usually do it and i think it's because i you know whatever i give somebody they could potentially use so i do want to make sure they are the best images but i also i probably should be a little more selective because i do send a lot to the client <laughs> it's hard for me because i you know there's so many different angles and i'm like oh what if this one works better for this page or whatever um i've started to be a little more selective like these you know five images look really repetitive i can take a few of those out <laughs> uh, but it is tricky well <laughs> i definitely i do overshoot a bit <laughs> well which is appreciated from the client's perspective right mm -hmm. because there's nothing worse when you have the favorite photograph and you call up and you say to, you call the photographer and you say please do you have this in a vertical i needed a vertical instead mm -hmm. of horizontal <laughs> and they say no and it's yeah. like oh man right yeah, right exactly it's happened to before <laughs> oh it happens every day because there's no way you can prejudge what the and and we don't even know as the clients right. we're not even sure until we see it where mm -hmm. it'll be on the page or next to what or and you're um the nice thing about your files is um they're all so beautiful that it, it is really, it is really difficult for us to choose 
which scene is best, especially I have to bring up Wing in a Prayer Farm because that's how I met you yeah. was with Tamara, Tamara. And mm -hmm. um, it was just, I, I went through the first round and picked out all of your um, sheep scenes because that's mm -hmm. you know what we were writing about. <laughs> and I went back through to go through the photographs and I think I'd selected like 35. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to go and they were all adorable and they were all I just thought oh my hell I had to have somebody else them because I just couldn't whittle it down I wanted to include everyone which yeah, it's hard when like, so many cute sheep <laughs> oh my gosh and I said to Tamara on her uh maker moments um because of your photography that is the longest article we have ever featured in wow. a magazine and not only is it in <laughs> one issue but it's going to be in two issues because it was yeah. just the photography in the story was so stunning that i quit beating myself up there was just no way i could get it down to one feature <laughs> one issue. so i thought we're gonna break this up and show the I'm world so <laughs> what you can do and what Tamara has to share, mm -hmm. right? You, yeah. you shared it beautifully because I can promise you that shooting sheep is not an easy job. I mean, I'm sheep lover. I mean, I don't, yeah. you know, I'm not a farm girl and they kind of look kind of dirty and wooly and they're always you know I don't I I don't want to go snuggle with them but um, <laughs> in the photographs that you did they were they were amazing so um <laughs> thank you, you. I, this is I'll tell you what my my only um and I'm sure you've had this and these are gross <laughs> hilarious stories but um we were shooting a photo shoot and we had two small children they were about six, I guess. And we were doing this. It was called Little Lambs and Ivy. I'll never forget it. And we were in a <laughs> studio and we brought in a sheep. And we got everything set up and we were, it took hours to get it all set up. And we had them standing there and the sheep got diarrhea. Oh, <laughs> and it went everywhere, all over everybody <laughs> and everything. And I was in the bathroom throwing up and oh I'm my like, God. Oh my hell. So <laughs> have you had experiences that are as lovely as that in your photo shoots? Wow. <laughs> oh man, that is crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. I don't think I don't know if I've had anything that crazy. Maybe when I was starting out, I just, you know, did silly things as an intern or whatever like I was on a jello mold shoot and I forgot to put a sandbag on the light stand and the light stand ended up tipping over and the cord went into the jello mold <laughs> and ruined the jello <laughs> so that was That's a good. fun day <laughs> oh my god I, I I always wanted to be I always wanted to have a budget that was big enough that you could photograph the behind the scenes Yes. Because I think those kinds <laughs> of things that happen and the conversations between the stylist and the photographer and the client, which um, most, at least in my experience, the client and the stylist are different people. They're mm -hmm. not the same yep. person. So you've got lots of different perspectives going on during the photo shoot, right? right? Mm -hmm. So um, so tell us where, where you see yourself in a year or five years or you know do you have a vision or are you just so happy doing what you're doing that you keep doing this <laughs> it's always a, it's a tough question <laughs> um i i've been thinking about this a lot lately and i really and at some point i would love to have a community space for people to gather and to host dinners and um maybe have a space to take pictures like my own studio but also a shared space um Cause I really want to just have like chefs come in and create these beautiful farm dinners or um, a pizza oven where you can have pizza nights, stuff like that. That's kind of the dream for me. Um, but also photography wise, I really would love to work on a cookbook or um, travel a bit more doing this kind of editorial photography. And in terms of cookbook, I'd love to do something that was more like lifestyle in cookbooks. So it would feature somebody's recipes of course but then kind of their lifestyle and you know what they're making the behind the scenes that's kind of my favorite is all those things where it's food making things um landscape whatever beautiful scenery um travel 
that's kind of all my favorite photography to work on together. So something that puts it all together would be amazing to do. So whether it's a cookbook or maybe it's a book about New England, who knows, something like that would be wonderful to work on. <laughs> Have you contacted any publishers for cookbooks? I would, if you need a recommendation, you just call me up because <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you want to do I I used to be I mean in my career we've published I've published over a thousand titles and mm -hmm. um for 17 years I published books and I knew all of the editors in those days but it's been a long time and I don't know any of them anymore but I would be happy to put the word out to some of the editors that yeah. I do know if That'd you um, want to do a cookbook because mm -hmm. um it's it's a special gift doing a cookbook sounds really fun yeah. and really easy mm -hmm. but it isn't it's uh, i know it's not easy <laughs> it's a lot of work food is to make it look delicious and authentic mm -hmm. and natural is is really and get the lighting right so you can see everything yes. it's very yeah. very difficult so mm -hmm. um and you want it to be you said a lifestyle kind of cookbook is that what you said yeah like not just recipes but something more than that something that could encompass you know somebody's background or encompass a region or area um just a little more than just the food but maybe the food is kind of what the focus is but something that expands upon that because i think that's really important and just beautiful and fun <laughs> well you know yeah have you ever thought about this is what I tell everybody and and maybe it'll help you and then maybe I can help you and other photographers but what I always tell them to do is to go to the bookstore and pick out your very favorite cookbooks the ones that mm -hmm. you want to write and then find out and then do your homework and you can find out the publisher is always written right in the book and sometimes mm -hmm. the editor is written in there not always but yeah. sometimes and have you and just go contact them directly and give them their give them your write them a note you know send mm -hmm. them an email say this is this is what i want to do this is my experience these are my um recommendations of, from people who would come to you and because what i know about those people is that they're looking for you they just don't know how to find you so yeah, good point. you're yeah. and you're used to reaching out so you yes, just have to go my to business model for a long time <laughs> So you just have to go directly to those you really want to work with, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and um, I always tell people too, if you don't hear back, write them again, you know, just follow up. And if they say, no, we're not interested, then say, why? Can I ask you why? Yeah. Because no isn't no until it's absolutely no. And then you right. need to know why, because it probably doesn't have anything to do with you. It's like, they don't need yeah. a photographer right now and they don't want to have to remember you for three months. But you're happy to call back in three months, right? Totally. Yes. That's great so, advice. Yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> it's what it's the way I learned to do it, right? And mm -hmm. um, when I when we had a product and I wanted to be in a magazine and I couldn't get anybody's attention, and it worked for <laughs> me every time. And then, you know, I if it works for me, it's gonna work for you. And it just works all the way down the line because especially in today's world everybody's working with smaller teams and smaller budgets so they don't have time to do the research like they used to do right yeah so if you could go anywhere in the world and do a photo shoot for a lifestyle cookbook where would it be Ooh, that's a good question hmm I've been wanting to go to Slovenia for a long time um probably because it has a lot of the similar elements that I love about New England where it's like mountains and rivers and history beautiful castles like uh just the landscape there's ocean there's like I said the mountains the Julian Alps are there um and they do have a pretty good foodie culture going on a lot of cheese um sheep farms so it's very similar <laughs> but it looks so beautiful so I'd love to go there um and I would love to go to Scotland I think that would be incredible landscape as well and culture and um I mean, the list is endless. <laughs> of no, places. You, yeah, yeah, the list is endless. That's true. That was kind of a silly <laughs> question. I'm sorry I put you on the spot. Like that. <laughs> no, that's fine. But so have you ever contacted the Chamber of Commerces in those areas? I haven't. You know, because I would think that could lead you into everything you wanted. So because you've done regional photography, which is stunning. And I know that the chambers are always looking for great photography and they and they have good budgets. 
They have really mm -hmm. nice budgets to bring photographers in. And then okay. you could go in and shoot the area and shoot the food and everything. And then you could send that to a cookbook publisher and one thing might lead to another and it might get yeah. you to where you want to be in your journey. <laughs> However, if you do that, you have to promise that we get to feature them in the magazine too. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. So you, you can even use that as part of your pitch, right? You can say, yeah, I've yeah. already got your article, especially mm -hmm. chambers now. The big thing right now is um, travel to get people to come to your area. Yeah. And so they're looking, they're looking for people who will talk about their area. And in a magazine like ours, you're all set up. You know, I'll take whatever you do. So you can just <laughs> say the article's already got an international pub, a publication that will feature your area, your destination. Perfect. So <laughs> I'm just going to get you so busy that I'm going to have trouble staying on the list here. <laughs> <laughs> this is great advice. I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> It's not only for you, it's for everybody who's listening, right? It's for yes, all the yeah. Instagrammers. It's for mm -hmm. everybody who has a dream of doing a little bit more than they're doing now. And you yeah, just absolutely. have to, you just have to have somebody who's had a lot of experience. This is my 44th year in publishing. So wow, I've had lots of experience. I've tried everything yeah. from a different angle. I know what works because I've been on both sides, right? Mm -hmm. And I I've love to change so much. Sure. I'm sure too so much and I just love <laughs> to see all of you succeed because you work so yeah. hard so when you go on a photo shoot do you take an assistant or do you go by yourself mostly by myself um when I shoot weddings I do have an assistant with me because it's a crazy day as you know um but mostly by myself for now I've thought about maybe um hiring an assistant in the future we'll see it depends how busy things get um and I do kind of outsource some of my editing now. So that's been a huge help with the workflow. Yeah, I would think that editing because your your talents are wasted in front of the computer screen. I think agreed. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and that and you get tired when you have to do that much work. You work yeah. all day and then you have mm -hmm. to go home and edit. That's it's right. they're really, really long days. Really mm -hmm. long days. Yeah. So um have, is there something that we haven't talked about that you would like the world to know about you hmm. what kinds of things has has photography and all this business taught you I mean are you happy you took this so many journey? Yeah. <laughs> um I mean like we talked earlier it really has helped me get out of my shell and um, opened me up to a lot of networking and just you know, collaboration. And I think that's really important, like working with your community and being a part of your community is huge. Um, and just like lifting up your community. I think when we all partner together like that, it really lifts up everybody else. And um, I have learned to work with some really beautiful businesses that are doing that. And those are kind of what I'm drawn to more now is like, how are these companies and businesses what are they doing well for our world now like what what are they bringing to the world that can make it a better place because we need that <laughs> um but definitely like learning to get out of my shell and um learning about boundaries work-life boundaries is huge and really important last year I got really burnt out and just really needed to reassess and take a break and um learning to say no to certain things that aren't serving me anymore and advocating for my own peace and um, also advocating for my talent and uh, drive and what I can bring to the table. Um, I think that's been a really important lesson to learn and it's been a journey. It still is a journey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, always. always. Yeah. I, um, like I have I have one of the best-selling magazines on the market for an independent publisher, right? With no advertising. Mm -hmm. And I still have to ask my friends sometimes to contact people that I want to feature because I'm so insecure. So I oh, understand wow. that completely. So, mm -hmm. you know, you can always take that angle too. If there's somebody you want to do a photo shoot on and you don't dare call them, just call me because it's really yeah. easy to call for somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. It's so much harder <laughs> to present yourself. Totally. But yeah, really so easy. You could, I could become your agent. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Sounds great. <laughs> well, I'm here. Yeah, I think imposter syndrome is a huge struggle for so many artists and creatives. And that's been a tough one too, is just um, learning to not compare yourself so much to other people. And especially now that everything is online and everyone's posting their highlight reels and all the great stuff they're doing, it's, it's hard not to self-compare. And I think um, that's been an interesting learning experience as well and kind of reframing negative thoughts and just, you know, if you're called to do the work, do the work no matter what. I think that's a huge thing for me to learn still and everyone else who is a creative, just it's not always about sharing it. It's about doing it for yourself as well. So have you taught yourself <laughs> those lessons? Do you read? Do you take classes? How can you help other people learn how to do what you're learning how to do? I'd say like reach out to other photographers and a lot of people are doing some really, well, I don't know about now because of the pandemic, but in the past few years, like people have been doing some incredible workshops and even online like webinars. And um, there's a lot of great communities just on the in the online space of for small business owners that you can reach out to or be part of. And um, I think, you know, I have somebody right now who's been reaching out to me to shadow me on some shoots. And I was like, you're doing all the right things, like reaching out to other photographers and creatives to learn how to start your business and get your name out there. And she's been assisting some different people. And I just thought that was really great to see. Um, Cause I think sharing information is really important and I'm part of a group where the mantra is community over competition. And that really speaks to me because of the negative response that I got when I was reaching out to people for the first time. I really didn't want to be that way when people would reach out to me. I invite people in, I tell them I'm an open book. I'd love to share my experiences, my information. Because when you're starting out, you have no idea like how to do your taxes <laughs> or like uh, what <laughs> you don't is have any idea after 40 years how to do your yeah taxes. it's so still hard <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt nobody knows you. <laughs> it's tax season so we're all yeah. thinking about taxes right yeah <laughs> yeah I think being being a part of networking groups has been really valuable and um I am like a leader of a southern New Hampshire group that we have a different business topic each month where we all discuss our experiences with that topic. And it's all different business owners in the creative space. So it's a really great resource to kind of be a part of. So you can ask questions and it's like a safe space for people to be vulnerable with like not knowing how to do a certain thing or whatever. Um, but that's been a really important part of my community. And I've learned so much from the people within my group. So a lot of networking um, and just go talk about your business wherever you go. I think that's been important too, is like every new person you meet, tell them what you do, tell them what you're excited about and what you're hoping to work on. Cause you never know like where that contact will lead. And just by talking about stuff, I've been able to find so many different people to work with or even network with. And, um, yeah, I think that connection is really powerful. It's a, it's a good lesson to have learned so young. Some of us, it takes a little longer to catch on. So, <laughs> you know, Jen, I cannot thank you enough for being a guest on my show. This is the part I always hate the most is when we come yeah. to the because, And especially <laughs> with you, I love photography so much that I could talk to you all day long. So, yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, hopefully we're going to meet up in Utah in a, in a Yes, right? If you don't call me, I'm going to be really, really sad <laughs> because I definitely want to do that. And nobody yeah, ever we can talk about photography for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could do lots for each other. I mean, and um, I would love to hire you to take some photographs of here and for yeah, art paper. Um, my mm -hmm. daughter actually is the um, president of the Convention and Visitors Bureau, which is why I know so much about oh, wow. chambers and um, visitors bureaus and all those kinds of uh, organizations that are trying to get the name out for their cities, right? So maybe we can give you a job while you're here. That would yeah, be sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so um, at the end of every conversation, I always ask two things. And um, one is, um, what is a secret that most may not know about you that you're willing to share with our audience? 
Um, so some people might know this already, but um, I have always been kind of like a nature geek. I love being out in nature. I love animals. I love insects. Um, and as a kid, I used to be super excited for rainy days and I would spend hours in the stream in our backyard collecting newts and bugs and frogs. And <laughs> my dad used to uh, mow, or he would leave one patch of grass for me after mowing so I could observe all the grasshoppers and catch bugs and <laughs> so that's my little secret <laughs> yeah I think that's some people secret. close to me already know this but <laughs> well good for you you sound like you have a really well-rounded personality my friend <laughs> and the second thing I always ask is um is your favorite quote and the reason that I always ask this and I explain it in every podcast is because <laughs> I think it's really, really difficult to say something very profound about someone in very few words. And I mm. think the quotes that we all select that are our favorites speak volumes about who we are and what is important to us. So Absolutely. Um, what's your favorite quote? really hard to choose um <laughs> I kind of had a few on in mind but I think right now my favorite is nothing changes if nothing changes and to me that's kind of like if you don't if you're not happy where you are like what can you do to make changes in your life and how can you better it and it doesn't have to be huge either it can be small little things each day um but I always kind of keep that in the back of my head as like a mantra um and my all-time favorite quote is all in good time. And I think that is just, you know, having patience and trusting the process. Well, Jen, not only are you very, very talented, but you're very, very wise. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being thank you. on my show. <laughs> and I look forward to you coming to Utah. And yeah, I'm yeah. afraid you're stuck with me for until I retire. So totally I fine. look forward to <laughs> all of the features that we can do. And thank you from the bottom of my heart. The only disappointment that I have during our podcast from the kitchen table is when our time is over for today. It is such an honor for me to be able to create a moment for each of us to be together to share our stories. I can promise you, and you can trust me, no matter how easy these guests make the journey appear, it wasn't. They each started by taking the first step, together and alone, frightened and inspired, ready or not, each one moving ever forward, simply doing what they love to do, and that is create. Because we are a community which is based on our support of one another, please remember to leave a review Leave a review, not only for these magazines, but for each other. It is a small investment of your time and yet an enormous gift to each of our guests that are working so very hard to be the best they can be in their chosen field. If you have any questions or want to know more, please visit womencreate.com. As you know, I am a lover of quotes and to end this chapter of From My Kitchen Table, I want to share my favorite quote with you. And that is, I love each of you and all of you with a thousand hearts. Until our next From My Kitchen Table, stay safe, keep notes, and take lots of pictures. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was really great. And I'm excited to do more work together. Oh, I am so excited. You cannot. <laughs> <laughs>